0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Chicago will have a fully elected school board by 2027. But it's important to remember that every year, parents, teachers, and even students can vote on some of the decision makers at their schools. Each public school in the city has something called a local school council, or LSC, basically an elected mini board for that school. During LSC elections last spring, Chicago Public Schools saw record voter turnout— nearly triple the voters compared to previous years, but there are still more than 1,400 vacant seats on LSCs, many of them on the south and west sides of the city. Joining us now is Natasha Erskine. She's an advocate with a group called Raise Your Hand, which trains parents who want to run for their local school councils. Welcome, Natasha. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. And also here is Mauricio Pena. He's been reporting on this issue for Chalk Beach, Chicago. Welcome back to Reset, Mauricio.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For people who might not be familiar with LSCs, Mauricio, help us understand, what are they?
1: Yeah, so local school councils have been a fixture of Chicago schools for more than three decades I like to think of them as mini school boards. So the councils give critical input on budgeting. They approve the school academic plans and select and evaluate principals. So
0: what decision-making power do they have? I mean, they're electing principals. That's a big one, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the major ones where they they get to select and evaluate uh principal performances. Yeah. Um they also um get to have an input on um academic plans, which I think is um huge in 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 getting to dictate how, you know, different types of of uh, programming that gets introduced at at the school level and and budgeting, you know, this last year there was a lot of questions and concerns about the budget and so like you know, they they got to have uh, critical input on on budgets
0: as well. And Natasha, help put this in further perspective for us here. Why does it matter so much who serves on a local school council?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, LSCs are parent majority um, co governing councils, right? That includes the community um, representatives, non teaching staff, and teachers. Um, at the high school level, there are three students that sit on LSEs. And you know, at our K through eight schools, for the first time in the three decades this cycle, we now have um, one student sitting on those councils um, as an advisory um, member. So it's critically important is in addition to the areas that um, was already stated, you know to be able, to, to monitor the school's attendance and discipline um, to, to, to make decisions in terms of the use of the school building um, And there's other areas that are lesser known that LSEs have um, authority to, to help you know guide the excellence of a school mm-hmm. um, and even in you know smaller ways in terms of determining dress codes and school fees, something that we know has really come up. Um, as areas of concern amid the pandemic, Um, but where it comes and where it relates to safety, both health safety concerns um, and also uh, physical safety. Those are, you know, really important ways that the LSEs, and when they're really empowered, um, really make a difference.
0: And Mauricio, just so we're clear, anyone can vote for members of an LSE?
1: So um, parents and community voters elect the parent and community members of the LSEs Um, in an election every two years, Uh, for community members you have to live within an attendance boundary of a school to vote in that school's LSC election. And so, for teacher members, they're appointed by the school board after a non-binding poll held by school staff, and similarly, uh, the students vote in a non-binding poll for uh, student council representatives. And so, um, right now, we have these 1,400 vacancies for parent community positions. And those positions will be filled by a majority vote of those serving members. So, so those who were elected this past spring will be able to um, uh, select who, um, who's going to be sitting on that seat in those uh, vacant seats.
0: And you found out that turnout for LSE elections last spring, that it was way up from previous years. What happened?
1: Yeah. Um so there's a couple of things that happened. We saw more than 100,000 people vote for council candidates at nearly uh, 500 schools. Wow. Um that's more yeah, it, it's, that's it's a, a big lot. number. Um yeah. there's that that was more than 3 times as many votes cast um in 2020 when about 35 Uh, 1,000 people voted. Um, The pandemic certainly impacted the election results back in 2020. Um, You know, there was uncertainty around COVID-19, students being at home, the election being postponed. um, That all impacted the election in 2020. Um, But fast forward this past spring, students are back in school, um, or were back in school. Um, They weren't in school during the 2020 election, so that made up they they made up the largest voting block casting over 71,000 votes which is dramatic uh increase from the 2020 election when about 4,800 students voted in that in that election um some marginal um improvements in the um parent and and community rep turnout but the largest um voting block was these students who came out in big numbers. Mm-hmm.
0: So then I got to ask, Mauricio, how did schools end up then with so many vacant seats on their local school councils?
1: Yeah, so I think there's, as I mentioned, 1,400 vacancies across the district. Most of these are concentrated on the south and west side uh, schools. Um, and, and these vacancies are up from the 2020 election as well. Um, after that election, there was 900 vacancies, and so I think there are multiple reasons for these vacancies. I think one big reason is that on the individual school level, uh, LSEs aren't being heavily advertised or promoted So you can go uh, to a number of school websites and not find any information on how to get involved in LSEs. Um, it's difficult to find when these public meetings are being held, whether they're virtual or in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some parents and community members, uh, that lack of information can be really—it can be a determining factor of whether they try to get involved. Um, I know as a reporter, back in 2020, the LSEs were thrust into um, kind of the, the spotlight when they were tasked to vote on whether to get rid of SROs or not, uh, school resource officers. And um it was difficult for me to find out when these meetings were I know it was difficult for my colleagues um when I was reporting back at Block Club, um, just to try to find out when these meetings were being held. These are public meetings that can yeah. be attended by anyone in the public. And so it was just very difficult to, to get that information. And so Yeah, um, and if you as a information... journalist
0: couldn't figure it out, then yes. Poor poor parents. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So uh,
1: I was calling the you know, central communi- central the central office, I was emailing the principal, calling the, the principals of all these different schools, and it was, it was difficult to, to get this information. Um, I think we're also seeing uh, the fatigue from the pandemic, and um, parents and community members are trying to gauge what they can and can't fit in their schedules, and so I think there's, those are some of the bigger things that I'm seeing and hearing from, from folks.
0: You're listening to Reset. We are talking about the nearly 1,400 vacant seats on local school councils and what's being done to fill those seats. With us are chalkbeat Chicago reporter Mauricio Pena and Natasha Erskine, who's an advocate for Raise Your Hand. That's a group that trains parents to participate in LSCs. Natasha, you know, here's what gets me every time. It, it feels like a broken record hearing over and over and over again, you know, the South and West Sides don't have this, south and west side schools don't have that. Why do you think that there are so many vacancies in those sections of the city?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And to Mauricio's point, it's something that we're uh, racially focused on um, right now. We're seeing a direct, uh, you, know, uh, you know, impact for where there are vacancies. These are the schools that, uh, you know, chronically do not share information. Um, these are schools that have or do not have um, website data in terms of their LSE meetings, which is in accordance to the Illinois Open Meetings Act, um, that do not have agendas for the last two school years, have no meeting minutes on their on their website. Um, and we're tracking the vacancies um, to the numbers of, you know, 37 percent in schools that don't have most updated uh, or recent information. Wow. There's a 75% um, vacancy rate at schools that don't have agendas or meetings listed on their website. Um, so this really, you know, what we're really coming away with is this is an institutional responsibility that is also shared with the community and parents um, you know, and advocates, but you know, if for lack of sharing information, mm-hmm. we really do find ourselves um, in a position where um, there's an overlay in terms of um, those vacant seats. We're really working hard, um, you know, in, in in looking at this data and really trying to find out how we can help. You know, seal these process gaps.
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Tell us, the- tell us more about raise your hand, Natasha, because I mean, you guys are you're doing these training sessions. For parents well what do those look like and and talk more about how you think they will help fill some of those gaps
2: sure yeah what we you know have for at least the last two or three lsc election cycles have really you know made connections with parents community members and even um students right who you know attend our workshops and we're talking about the autonomy or i should say the co-governing um rights that 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 is within our power you know this very local democratic um, opportunity to help you know have an all hands on deck approach Um, for all of the parents and community you know that we which is hundreds i'm sure probably thousands by now um, that we engage with um, they're ready and throw themselves um, into um, the fold again the gaps that we see are in schools that have, um, you know, traditionally not, uh, f- you know, have fully empowered LSEs, right? Which yeah. is a, a traditional local school council that is voted on by the community and parents um, of that school. Um, as you all know, that there are still a number of appointed local school councils um, that uh, the autonomy, or I should say the the voting block, um, is, is a non-binding poll and is ratified by the CPS CEO. Yeah. Um, so we're doing work to really try to return all schools to a fully empowered and traditional um, LSC. And for our workshops, we you know we really break it down to the simplest things that folks need to know. How you can fill those gaps. Contact your school principal, let them know, or ask when the next meeting is, let them know that you're interested in um, filling that vacancy, fill out a you know a small you know form uh, packet um, show it back at the LSC meeting and be voted on um, by by that the sitting council yeah um, and as of that meeting, they would be a part of the local school council
1: going forward.
0: Mauricio, before I let you go, tell us what else you hope to learn about lsc's in your reporting.
1: yeah, I think um, it's been something that I've been intrigued about um, for the last years is that I think it piqued my interest during the the votes that were um, happening um, back in 2020 around the the um, the police officers on campus and just the transparency of these meetings and I and I, I just wanted to find out a little bit more about how um, these LSEs will be impacted once we have an elected school board um, as Natasha mentioned these are you know a local the kind of the most local governance that you have at the mm-hmm. school level, and it's a very unique um, opportunity. And so I think I'm um, trying to understand in the future how this elected school board will influence these um, LSE meetings. And, and in my conversations with Natasha um, in the past couple of months, I, I know that um, that's something that, that you guys are interested as well. And yeah. so I think that's going to be some of the reporting that I'll, that I'll be looking into um, in the next couple of months, and, and, you know, the next couple of years, rather.
0: Yeah, a lot to watch. Mauricio Peño is an education reporter at Chalk Beach Chicago, and Natasha Erskine is an advocate with Raise Your Hand, which helps parents learn how to run for their local school councils. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.